Hello, hello, hello. Welcome once again. If you're well, if you're joining us for the first time, uh, welcome for the first time. You are listening to The Batch Signal, the number one podcast in this group. <laughs> I'm your co-host, Dylan. I'm joined by my lovely, beautiful best friend, co-host, Kate, um, who's going to tell us what we're going to what we're going to cover today. What's on the agenda? Yeah. Well, one, I loved your greeting. That was <laughs> great. Nailed it. Thanks. Yeah. So I think today we're just going to talk about the big beats from Claire's premiere that we thought were significant and then do just kind of like an overall vibe checks for what we're thinking about the episode and also for this season. And then as per usual, you and I have consumed way too many Bachelor podcasts and read right. Bachelor Reddit. So <laughs> just wanted to give you guys an update on, update on the discourse and complain about other people's opinions. And then we're going to wrap up with some weird watches of other reality TV. Yeah. So you just want to start from the top of the episode, I guess? I think so. Um, yeah, so it opens with... I mean, I guess like the first, what, 15, 20 minutes is a kind of like, how did we get here, like, spiel, um, mm-hmm. which is all this, uh, just kind of covers, I guess, how, it's all like COVID stuff. It's all about like, okay, uh, we're going to quickly, as quickly as, well, not quickly, because they didn't do this that fast, uh, but we're going to establish like, oh no, like, you know, COVID shut this down, but you know what, like the, you know, because of the, like the power of, of love and, and Claire's sort of desire to, um, you know, meet her husband, uh, we fucking <laughs> packed all these people into fucking palm springs uh and tested the fuck out of them and everything's fine now everything is fine now um because these people get to uh do this like completely unnecessary uh like extravagance (laughs) you know um yeah, so I mean, you might get a sense of like how I felt about <laughs> about the <laughs> the opening minutes based on the description, but like, yeah. So I mean, the first part of it, first quarter of it, was all like, okay, let's get get the COVID thing out of the way. Except then it still sticks around. Um, what were your so what, what 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 did you think? I mean, how did you feel about that? It was so much worse than I thought. Like, yeah. I guess I don't know. We talked about this last episode, but like. I was expecting them to maybe mention it once and then for it to like never come up again. Mm-hmm. But the entire 30 minute sequence, like just on like a visceral level that the show doesn't usually do just made me like angry. Like yeah. the shots of people like running around in the park and being normal. And then just like, uh, just the use of like the national catastrophe as like, Mm-hmm. Well, it messed up Claire's dating life, but we're going to fix it. I was like, what the shit? Also, like, I mean, this filmed in what? Like, May, I think? May and June? Mm-hmm. So, so we were, like, two months in, and, like, they were showing people, they were paying people to go on fucking airplanes, like, before they tested them. Yeah. I was like, what? Like, we're supposed to be, like, cute. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, one of the things like I, I kept thinking was, oh, so this was filmed during a time where 
a fuck ton of people were having a really hard time getting tested and getting results mm. in a timely fashion. And these people, these <laughs> fucking people were able to get tested so that they could be, so that this network could make money. Like that's it, you know, like, and we'll get to this. I mean, you know, they were trying to say like, oh, it's all, a, you know, it's so that like Claire can find love and Claire like on, um, uh, this is giving him just a little bit, but mm. it, on um, Bachelor Happy Hour with uh, Rachel Lindsay and Becca Kufrin, Claire actually says, she actually says that she was just so surprised and sort of like humbled that like all of these people, meaning like production and these men were willing to like, to participate in her journey, were willing to sort of like brave like the COVID mess to join her on her journey. And I was just like, <laughs> I, I I was I was speed I was fucking speechless because I was because I was just like do you really believe this or do you not realize that the only reason this is happening the only fucking reason this is happening is to one fulfill a contract mm-hmm. and like to make these people money that's uh-huh. it it's the only reason this is happening and there's no other reason and so I I was really I think that's part of the reason it felt I also felt really upset like I. Because it just seemed like they, yeah, because they were using this as like a, as a sort of like jumping off point. And I was like, oh yeah, that kind of sucked. But, you know, but we're fine and everything is fine now. Like, because we and all these people can like, these can fucking, I don't know, just roll around in these like, like silly beds in La Quinta, you know, <laughs> and Bachelor Nation is, I was just like, this is crazy. I was like, this is, this is so insane. And, like, I mean, I know so much of that was to, like, build up a sense of security so that we as viewers could, you know, suspend our disbelief and enjoy it. But, like, Mm -hmm. it's not even as secure as they say it did. Like, we know Chris Harrison left to fly his son to Texas and then came back into the bubble. Like, he just lied. I was like, you put it on your Instagram, my guy. Like, what? Yeah. It's just, just, you're right. It feels like they were lying to us, like, right away. (laughs) Like, they're just lying to us. And... I and 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 wanted us to feel they were being cute about it, you know. Like Chris totally. Harrison literally at one point says, "We waited long enough," and I thought, "Oh yeah, that's just it. Yep, isn't like isn't that just it? We waited long enough. We waited long enough, and we decided we're just gonna do this anyway." It's like, okay, yeah, oh, yeah, sure, <laughs> yeah, because you can. Like you waited long enough, and you can. Well, and to like, I think that one of the interesting things that has like come of COVID if that's possible is like people's dating adaptions. Like Mm -hmm. I'm actually like generally really interested in stories of people who like have gotten together and have Mm -hmm. like figured stuff out the time of COVID. Like I find that stuff really romantic and like Mm -hmm. touching. And so to see this just highly artificial, (laughs) super smug, horrendous scenario was just like dystopian. I mean, to me, it's like, the first 30 minutes of like a young adult science fiction movie where they're like nothing can go wrong in our like <laughs> zombie proof bubble you know i'm just like waiting for act two yeah and yeah i'm surprised last covid note but that like this hasn't given rise to more like for the wrong reasons discourse like if in the middle of sheltering in place, somebody had been like, you could live in a resort with 30 <laughs> other people that you can touch for six weeks, anyone would have popped their ass on that plane. It has right. nothing to do with Claire, you know? Right. Like, yeah. Exactly. 
Yeah. Uh, I, you know, and speaking, well, speaking of Claire, um, oh, I don't know. God, yeah. I, you know that that first sit down mm-hmm. that uh, um, Claire and, and Chris Harrison had. First of all, it, it was impossible. It, it was impossible not to notice Chris Harrison trying to conceal his shit eating grin. <laughs> you know? He was so because you could just look at me like, oh, aren't you like? So- <laughs> Are just so are just so excited? Can you believe it? Oh, you know he's like he's like kind of half covering his face, mm-hmm. and I think maybe because he's trying not to laugh at Claire's ridiculous performance. <laughs> you know, Claire like Claire is such a I. Claire is a horrible actress. She really is. She's, I wrote the yep yep, <laughs> and and I thought uh, I didn't think this before, but I thought oh this this first half of the season is going to live and die on whether or not Claire can sell this to us. And you know what? She can't. She fucking can't. Like she, like her, she tried to fake cry like three or four fucking times and she couldn't do it. So many times. It was just like too much. And then, you know, she brought out like all of the personal trauma within like 10 minutes with Chris Harrison, which like, again, it's her life. I don't mean this is like a character judgment on Claire, but Mm -hmm. from like a TV perspective, it was like, building her up to be like she was extra worthy of this like insane treatment yeah but it's like her I don't know why this made me so enraged but when she was like talking about and like crying about multiple times like how it's her turn to find love and like Mm -hmm. she's been striking out and it's Claire's time it was like it's not as if she's been dating normally (laughs) you know she's been in the bachelor system and she was engaged to Benoit like She was engaged. <laughs> oh. Yeah. I, I, um, so we just started watching, um, we just started watching, um, uh, was it like Bachelor in Paradise mm. season two, specifically because we were watching Bachelor in Paradise Australia season one. And uh, Jared, this is like a, a, I'm gonna make this try and make this really short. Uh, Jared was on it, and um, and none of the women are into him. And I could, <laughs> I, I thought that was really funny because on the U.S. Bachelor, all the women are super into him. And I was telling this to Yasmin, and she like couldn't fathom. She's like, "What? Like, like what do you mean? Everyone's just like it's sort of drooling over Jared." I'm like, "Yeah, like just see." And so we were, we uh, we started watching it. And I forgot that Claire was on that season. Mm-hmm. And I forgot that Claire was on season one of Bachelor in Paradise. Mm-hmm. And I forgot that, you know, that Claire has, this is her, she's a veteran, you know, like she, she's a veteran. She's been around a lot. Mm-hmm. And if you remember, the producers like make Claire look like a fucking fool. Like, like a she's, lot. Yeah, yeah, she's the butt of every joke and she's like super game for it. Mm-hmm. You know, but it's not like she's. That's the thing is like she tr- seriously tries to find love. She, tr- you know, and like people are just like not into her. You know, it just like doesn't work out. And so it just it, like it, it, this narrative, you know, that she is. I don't know. Like somehow she's just been like uh, spurned over and over again, and she's sort of been wronged. You know, mm-hmm. just like does just like doesn't really fit well because in a lot of these scenarios like it it just doesn't really work out you know but somehow now she's you know she's like this victim or this person who has been wronged because she deserves love because 
uh, I don't know, because she just deserves it. And so, and like, ergo, we, we should be on her side. But I don't feel like she's done anything to earn that. She's just sort of demanding it of us. Well, and I think it was convenient of the show to completely leave Winter Games. And I think her second Paradise run out of the montage, like they yeah. really only show her kind of like telling off Juan Pablo. Yeah. Which and was that hilarious. was it. Juan Pablo was it, hilarious. Oh my God. <laughs> So, so iconic oh like <laughs> if like if that had been it for her that would be one thing but the fact mm-hmm. that she is just continuing like you said belittled by producers and like used as the butt of all of these jokes it's just like I almost feel worse for her you know or it's something that would make me want to root for her if again she wasn't such a heinous actress yeah. <laughs> so bad <laughs> yeah and like i I was optimistic you know Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. i was too Mm -hmm. um but yeah and i think we'll get into this but i I feel like her history on the show undermines like the credibility of her narrative Mm. which is um not not the like i'm a strong woman part but the like i'm a strong woman and i do what i want and no one can tell me what to do and like all these decisions are mine et cetera et cetera it's mm-hmm. just like uh what like uh, you so we can bracket and be like i'm sure in some scenarios you're a strong woman maybe out, let's say outside of this you're a strong woman and like you 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 run your life and whatever whatever but you honestly expect us to believe that that applies to this scenario like given your fuck your like obvious track record of being like a producer foil and pawn <laughs> like it's just it's it's strange it just strains believability that's the thing it was just so hard to believe Mm -hmm. and and that conversation I was really I was I was like oh man we're like 20 minutes and I'm already like oh this is shit I, I also like as an aside loved when they were showing her getting the FaceTime call that she was going to be the Bachelorette and they like panned out to what was clearly not her house. Uh, yeah. yeah, It was like a six bedroom <laughs> like colonial. I was like, what is this? I, I was like, oh, that's a nice house. That's not Claire's house. No, she's a hairdresser. I mean, in California, like you just don't. And I think there was a moment where like pan across and you could see a deadbolt on her door of the bedroom <laughs> where she was and I was like, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> I it's it's almost galling how much they seem to like not care like you know like they it's it's like they think you know what the truth is what you we tell you it is mm-hmm. you know and and f- fuck you uh you know if, if you think not like whatever we're just gonna fucking do this and like it doesn't it's just it's it's whatever it's beyond me um okay so let's how about let's do um limo what the entrance is yeah um what what what, st- what stood out for you well yeah i just took notes on i guess like whoever stood out i thought ben s who we thought was gonna be a psycho was in fact kind of a psycho like he was the one who was like the army veteran who wanted to come mm. out and hold hands and just like do a breath together <laughs> i was actually surprised he didn't get more airtime this episode mm. but i thought that moment was really weird yeah uh, my thought was oh, that was a really short breath that wasn't like a long <laughs> deep breath you know it was like 
<laughs> okay, that was nice. I was like, <laughs> she had never done this before, sir. I, like, I was like, who gave you this idea? Like, so <laughs> lame. Um, uh, who, who else stood out? Uh, I had Jordan M just because he was really tall and you totally called it last episode and said his whole personality was going to be being tall. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, you know, sometimes I, I'm right about some things, you know. Yeah. <laughs> You know. Especially, I can call it when it's when they're tall. You know, can see them, <laughs> can see it from a mile away. <laughs> All you had to do was read it. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> Recording over that, yeah, rewinding yeah. the tape. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but besides that, I mean, Dale's exit was most of what got me. Were there any other um, like pre-Dales that did it for you? Yeah. Um, so Jordan M actually, uh, cause one, like the tall guy, um, oh, yeah. but it was because I thought his line was actually really funny. What was the, it? It was, uh, um, it, it was some version of like, you know, you see, you seem thirsty and I'm a, a tall drink, oh, yeah. tall drink of water, a tall glass of water. And that's I thought that. that was so funny. I, I was like, you know, I don't like you, but I think that's, <laughs> Like, that's like you've this is who you are you are tall and i like really appreciate you just like accepting that um and then uh damar uh damar i thought damar had the yeah. fuck like the it, it, it was only like one shot we got uh-huh. we didn't get enough damar in this episode unfortunately we got a lot of easy which we yeah we gotta to. talk about um, yeah but damar came out with like a parachute and he was mm-hmm. like oh i've already fallen for you and I was, you know, and I was like, ooh, fuck yeah, that is so good. That's so fucking good. I know, I, I feel like I need to, re- well, I can't, I'm not going to revise what I said on our first pod, but mm-hmm. I, I have become like so smitten with Damar. Like I, I was, <laughs> I was not sure like how it was going to translate, um, but I find him really like, like charismatic but not in like a really like overwhelming way just like kind of like mm-hmm. likable and like kind of it feels I like his vibe and like the delivery of his line was so good uh I just I was just like I'm I'm into Damar so much I want only the best things for him and I was really upset that we didn't get more of him I was like Damar's awesome Damar is like my favorite I can't like <laughs> yeah I was completely I was I'm besotted yeah. And, like, if you're going to use a prop, I think that's the best way. It's, like, not – the bit isn't so dependent on the prop. It's a little bit self-aware. Yeah. It wasn't, like, the straight jacket thing where he was in it all night. I thought that was I really thought Demar, yeah. <laughs> it was good. <laughs> I wish, like, he would have uh, played more with that. Just been, like uh, – just, like, been more, like, oh, like, I'm in the straight jacket. <laughs> like, he could have totally, like, got one of the other guys to, like, pour champagne in his mouth. Yeah. Or, like, do a bit with Claire. Like, I think he had space to work with that. Mm -hmm. Like, I usually would think the producers are setting you up to fail by, like, getting you to do something like that. But that was a case where I think he really could have worked it. Yeah. I mean, it just speaks... I mean, we're not going to see much of him. Obviously, like, a sort Mm. of inferior game player to not recognize the obvious potential (laughs) in that stupid gag. Um, but wait, sorry, you were you were about to, I think, sing Damar's praises, and I, I, I would like to give you some space to do that. Thank you. 
Um, no, I mean, I thought he's one who really like pops on screen to me. Mm-hmm. Like he had a little bit where he was like in his room hanging yeah. out during the intros and stuff. And it was mm-hmm. darling. I thought he what? just came across. Yeah. He's just adorable. Yeah. Uh. Um, what do you think like with that generally about the lack of intro packages and just oh. selfie cam stuff instead? I think it was bad. Um, wow. Hot take. I, I, I think so. I think we kind of, we sort of started talking about this um, kind of at the top, but I really thought that with the COVID stuff, they were mm-hmm. going to do like a brief kind of, Oh, like, like only do the part with Claire kind of like only do a sort of, Oh, you know, um, you know, we started doing this 120 whatever days ago and then we couldn't and then like now we're doing it now and then just like jump to like the limo entrances mm-hmm. like honestly and then just like keep going from there um because it because like with the selfie cam stuff and like there and like the content like all like the players getting tested and stuff I was just kind of like again it just reminded me of how ridiculous and like mm-hmm. infuriating the whole thing was and it mm-hmm. made me it didn't endear like the players to me it made me like like instinctively sort of not only resent them but just like i couldn't get beyond the fact that like this is all they're all sort of motivated by something that's not pure which to me to me the show should if it's functioning really well it should convincingly sell me on this fantasy that's what mm-hmm. I'm really interested in. Like, does is it believable to me? And if it is, then cool, whatever. Like, I can kind of deal with, like, what... Like, if, if I can't see the edges, like, that's kind of what I'm looking for. But totally. I felt like here, um, they lingered too much on it. Uh, and I... And also, the mini packages that they gave, the thing is, like, you probably noticed... Um, through most of the episode, they didn't have like any of like the the tags at the end of like the guys like when they would speak in the ITMs. Yeah, they didn't have their names there or their or their like you know. So I was like, how are we supposed? It's impossible for me to get attached to anybody when you barely mm-hmm. show them and mm-hmm. you don't remind me of their names. And it made me think like, oh, that's right, because these guys aren't like it's not important, I guess, for me to get attached to them. Mm-hmm. So I, for me, it was just hard to engage in like that I, I was constantly trying to like really engage and get invested but the typical ways I would get invested in like the other players I couldn't I think they mm-hmm. kind of really want us to get invested in Claire and Dale and I was like I'm not invested in that I I, I want to know these other dudes that's kind of what I want like I don't really give a fuck about these two mm-hmm. I, I agree yeah I'm with you and I think Damar is an example of someone who probably would have like really shined if he had an mm-hmm. intro package like I I mean, I'm predisposed because we built our own intro packages. <laughs> That's right. But, but yeah, I just think like for like so much of the show that you end up watching just because you can only get so much out of a date is like the intra-house drama mm-hmm. and the relationships between the guys or the girls or whatever. And it's like without those intro packages, it's like I have very little to go forward on. Mm-hmm. And you saw that with, like, the manufactured drama between Tyler C. and Yosef. Like, when there's no stakes, it's just, like, and you don't have any relationship with them or knowledge of their background. It just wasn't there, you know? And, yeah, it just makes me – another reason I like them, too, is, like, I don't know. It lets you know people's arcs ahead of time, Mm -hmm. like, their trauma that they're going to try to bring up and – 
that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it just gives you a sense of who production like was thinking about. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't love like going into it without that. Like, right. Yeah. So it feels sort of rudderless a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. it, it feels like, <clears throat> yeah, it felt like they were a little, I was just like, do you, it, it sort of raised a question to me of like, did production, what do you, th- do you know why I'm watching this? Do you know like what, what I'm tuning in for? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, cause it's not um, really to see if the rumors are true. I'm not really interested in that. Like I don't, I'm not interested and I'm not really interested in who Claire I'm never really interested in who they end up with mostly because I get spoiled um but I'm interested in how convincing the fantasy is and I would argue that like that's why most people watch it I don't think like most Mm -hmm. people are that invested in like the outcome as much as they are in the process and the whole thing itself and so when they kind of fixate on here you know fixate on like I think parts of it that aren't really like to the detriment of like the whole project itself Mm -hmm. i you know i think it i think the result is that it becomes it becomes like a weirdly uneven and like more artificial and contrived seeming show which is bad you know totally no i'm with you and like you think about like grocery store joe Mm -hmm. or other people who become like paradise players down the road Mm -hmm. like the intro packages is sometimes almost yet, especially mm-hmm. with Joe, mm-hmm. right? But like other players too. So yeah, it just feels like it's robbing us of like the whole world mm-hmm. and yeah. you know, just who to root for in all of this. Even yeah. with Dale, like I don't it's like I almost wanted more about him. Like I have no reason to believe that they're a perfect match beyond Claire's pitiful attempt at like feigning shock. <laughs> so it's just like Oh my god! Yeah, let's let's go there. Let's what <laughs> what did you make of of the Dale entrance? So I hated it. I like <laughs> I so like I thought throughout the whole thing, Claire had like the energy of someone who like hates surprise parties and is slowly walking towards their darkened apartment and realizing what's happening. Like I just <laughs> thought she was so like blah but like trying to feign what like she always had to have a one-liner when someone walked away and they were always stupid and then like dale came out and i think this came up on bachelor party with rachel Lindsay. but dale's exit was actually last but they Mm -hmm. showed him in the middle right to try to like have guys follow him or give that appearance um but i just uh, it honestly made me think more that Dale is a producer plant or like something else is going on. It was just mm. so corny. I don't know. What did you think of her? Um, well, uh, firstly, I thought Dale was taller than I thought he was <laughs> and whiter. Sure. And, and in a way that was really uncomfortable to me. Wait, like, did you say whiter? Like, yeah, like, like just kind of yeah. broad, broader. Mm-hmm. Um, I am. I don't really know why I found that so unsettling. Um, I, but but I honestly, I was just like, this dude, like, is. It just maybe part of it. I think actually, I think a big part of it was because of, like there wasn't an intro package, and I was like, I don't really still don't really know that much about him. I don't know yeah. if he comes off like Jenny. I mean, I I think he, I mean he came off fake to me, but like, <laughs> but all I'm judging is just like his kind of size and I, and looks. And I thought, well, I don't, 
I think he's really a he's like a attractive person like just physically like he's you know and I just was kind of like I just this per- but he was like so attractive that <laughs> I just thought this is not a trustworthy person uh, like you know like like really oh. I just thought this is not someone this is not someone who is interested in like a a long-term relationship at this stage with this person in this situation at fucking all no and i i don't trust a man who picks a woman up when they first meet that's fucking creepy like yeah i'm i've only had that happen to me one time because i'm six feet tall but it did happen (laughs) once and i was just like what the fucking fuck like who it's weird it's weird it's weird and uh like if i were it's just, it's so, you would never do that to somebody. Well, I, I don't think that he would have done that if they, if there wasn't, if there wasn't some familiarity there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the, the whole, th- okay. So, but the part about it that I found most shocking and I, like my, my mouth dropped because I was so, because I was like trying, I was still trying to get an understanding of like what the what production was like really up to here was when Claire was like, Oh, I, well, I think I just met my husband. I was like, Oh my God. And then Chris Harrison just appears from the shadows and yeah. is like, oh, what was that? Did you, did you just say, you think you found your husband? And I was just like, Oh, okay. Like, so this is I, I, everything that, so I will say broadly, everything that happened this episode I think landed a lot of like weight to like the the idea the 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 um sort of rumor that this whole Claire and Dale thing was sort of set up and encouraged and sort of facilitated by production as a storyline and um and yes to the theory that like then both Claire and Dale become producer plants in this in this fucking season like that 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 was like the one at first I was like um I don't know, but as soon as Chris Harrison just snuck in there and was like, "What's that? Oh, that's never happened before, really." You know, I was like, "Come on." Yeah, well, and did you like with that? Because I'm with you. I was so shocked by, by the way that it seemed like from the jump, like they were setting up Dale. Like I was expecting it to be like a Colton fence jump surprise type mm-hmm. of thing, but. If you noticed in the shot too, it's the only one where they show the chauffeur getting out of the car to open the door for him. Oh. Like for Dale to come out, like you see the guy's hands and everything and then Dale is like framed coming out of the car. Like they just like set it up differently. And especially yeah. knowing that it's last. Yeah. You know, that his exit was last and mm-hmm. Chris Harrison knew to came out and she said all that. It was just really shocking. Uh, yes. I, I, I didn't have... I, I remember, I'm remembering the shot, but I, I, that moment, I guess, didn't, it didn't register to me immediately, like, oh, whoa, this is, like, from, even the way that it's being filmed, it's being shot, like, mm-hmm. very, very different. Um, yeah, I, I don't, no, I'm, I'm glad you pointed that out, though, because, yeah, like, from then, from start to finish in that scene, you know, it's all pointing to the fact, like, oh, we should be paying attention to this, like, this thing is, that is happening. Um what did you think of shall we oh what did you what did you think of easy uh it's been a roller coaster 24 hours on, on easy for me mm. uh, i don't know if you've been on reddit 
I a little bit. I tried to find like I tried to find like the posts about like more information about the allegations and things like that, but um, I, I couldn't really find it. I did see that uh, Reality Steve posted mm-hmm. like in his recap. He kind of made a comment about Easy that was like you know. A lot of things have been being, you know, sort of said on social media and like, you know, some women have reached out to me and all I've got to say is that it, it's legitimate and, you know, just, it's legitimate. So what, what did you, like, what, what did you sort of scoop on Reddit? Uh, so I guess for our listeners, like he's been accused by at least one woman of sexual assault just on Twitter, right? So we mm-hmm. don't know definitively. Mm-hmm. Um but I only saw the original tweets and yeah, it was just the accusation basically. Mm-hmm. And I'd heard a rumor like Reddit is saying that she had tried to contact production about it when the cast was announced, oh. but it's not clear if that's been confirmed or not. Um, that would surprise me if, I don't know, like I don't think production, there's so many men if they have like an interest in keeping him on the show based on that. But it was hard because I think he was someone who really like popped, you know, mm-hmm, he was, mm-hmm. I, we did not see him coming as the narrator, but he was no. great. I liked his like date with Claire. Like he had a great, they had a good conversation, I thought. And, you know, he's someone that production like clearly brought up over and over again. Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, that's on them. Like, I don't know how this keeps happening because remember someone had to leave hannah brown season for like a yeah. similar reason it's just like i don't know yeah. what did you what's your take uh i mean <clears throat> i know it's gonna seem uh i i know maybe it, it will seem like like convenient to have this position now in light of mm-hmm. allegations but i will say like before <laughs> i heard about them i believe me before i had read about them um I wasn't a huge fan of mm. Easy. Um, I thought, I think it was just a lot. Like he just seemed a bit over the top for me, and like a little. I should also say, and this is maybe not fair to either him or Demar. I just kind of felt like Demar and Easy were kind of really like could have been really similar, mm-hmm. um, similarly sort of. I think produced in a way. And I feel like Damar, basically I feel like, oh, Damar could have done this, like mm-hmm. what Easy's doing. And I like Damar more than Easy. And so I felt sort of a little frustrated that we weren't getting more Damar and we weren't getting more Easy. And the, so the other thing about Easy is, I, to me, he just felt, um, I don't know, I just, I didn't quite buy it. I thought he was mm. being a little bit over the top um, and a little bit extra. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and more sort of mugging for the camera and, and, and for us as viewers and a little bit less sort of for Claire or sort of in her direction or like or also maybe it's just like he was kind of like on one speed the entire time and I thought it was just kind of too much um, but again I mean I guess like my asterisk here is I do think a lot of that had to do with I just sort of I, it, from the beginning, I sort of, and I said this um, when we were doing the superlatives, like a lot of like the black men I felt like were so, seemed like they would be really similar in terms of mm. profile and like the way that they were, that like I, like they can't, they're probably not gonna, they're not, not gonna be able to feature all of them. So who's gonna, who are they gonna kind of choose to feature? And it just so happens that I would have preferred they feature Damar more than easy. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but he was a really surprised narrator. And I do think he was a good narrator too. And again, I think his energy was like, it was good for what it was doing. You know, it's just, it was a little too much for me. And I, I, it's not even like a bad thing necessarily. It's like, oh, it seemed like he was auditioning. He's like thinking about the long game here or, you know, like he's like a, a, a sort of a paradise lock and that sort of thing. Um, but yeah, again, I, I just I just think like maybe on a different night or a different scenario would have hit me different. But like in this one, I was like, oh, not just not feeling it, um, mm-hmm. not not feeling it. And that sort of you know, like all the other stuff aside. Yeah, I mean, they did have Garen narrating a little bit too, mm-hmm. and like I wonder. I mean, it's too late now for them to like edit Easy out, right? Or like yeah. cut him in any kind of way. So. I don't know if they're going to like keep using him as a narrator or try to like sub someone else in or what, but that's going to be. It'll be interesting to see mm-hmm. where, because it'll be very obvious if they scrub him. Yeah. You know, like incredibly obvious since you featured so heavily <laughs> that first, the first night. Um, in fact, in fact, like Damar was so, we saw so little of Damar at the end when they were like sort of faking out faking us out to see if, like he was actually not gonna get a rose i legitimately thought i was legitimately concerned that they weren't gonna give him a rose because we had seen so little of him i thought and i was like me too motherfuckers if they cut damar I, I was i i gasped i gasped when they gave him a rose and i felt so i felt so like silly and like i've been sort of baited i was like oh my god that worked on me. you know i was like oh that worked because i was i was t- i was fucking terrified i was like they better not they better not touch him <laughs> <You know? laughs> do not hurt our sweet precious friend how dare you oh my god i would have tomorrow on the pod i know i know that <laughs> that i i uh last episode our first episode i sort of declared that you know we should never have contestants on the pod but i don't know i Damar, maybe we would have to make an exception. Anyway, um, but 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 I'm skipping ahead. Um, I mean, we can like talk about the other mini dates too. You know, can we talk about? Uh, uh, can we do the Blake M Canadian Blake one? Ah, uh, that was another one. When she's like, he was the only one who DM'd me. That's when I knew he was not the only person who DM'd her. <sighs> least persuasive shit i was just like why That's a, again and again and again i thought why are you doing this like you're going mm-hmm. out of your way to lie about this mm-hmm. you didn't have to say anything we wouldn't have cared you know like that's the thing that's so weird and like i mean I guess in one way it is like setting up the move of DMing the contestant or the bachelorette ahead of time as like a for the right reasons move. Sure. Like it's dating it as like clean play in a way mm-hmm. where like if it does come out that Dale and she, when it comes out mm-hmm. that they were DMing, it's not like seen as dirty because she thought it was great that Blake did it. Oh, I like that. I, yes, I, I agree with that. I, I think one of my thoughts about it mm-hmm. was that it's not that it went completely the other way. I think it was because she had such a hard line about, because she was like, Oh, you were, you were the only one. And um, it, it almost made it seem, Oh, it wasn't that it was because of like the Tyler C and Yosef drama 
which also involved DMing other people before being on the show. Yeah. And that was framed as being like kind of wrong reasons behavior. And then, but with paired with like, like the DMing with Claire and that's like the right, so that's the right reason sort of thing. And I just thought, Mm -hmm. oh, that's really interesting that they're trying to like very carefully, you know, sort of as you're saying, like distinguish like they're they're acknowledging that there is going to be pre-gaming or sort of activity before the act, the filming of the bachelorette or the bachelor or the show and like instead of it seemingly like coming down super hard on it or pretending it doesn't exist they're just sort of legitimizing certain parts of it i thought that was pretty interesting but to me i was kind of like well this doesn't isn't this isn't this to me? I was like, doesn't it all sort of count as? Like, I don't see that these things are meaningfully different. And so, mm-hmm. if one is mm-hmm. a wrong reasons play, I don't know how you can really like. To me, it's like it's not convincing. Like when you're saying like, oh, but that was like I wanted that to happen, so it wasn't like it. It, it was for the right reasons or something. I, I, still, I don't think you can split that hair. I think Mm-mm. it's all wrong reasons behavior like Mm -hmm. you can't like the bachelor can't try and just selectively like legitimate or uh legitimize certain parts of that i think it's all it's all bunk to me yeah also like i would be surprised if like six of those guys dm'd her like i would have probably dm'd her once i figured out i was cast like why wouldn't you and like dm each other like it's so weird yeah but i think you're right i think it's because they're trying to set up or or diffuse in some yeah. way the the rumor or the sort of like the fact uh, that dale also mm-hmm. communicated with her um this is a lie by the way did you did you did you listen to happy hour no i didn't well this is a lie that so uh claire they interview her interview uh-huh. i say that loosely they don't sure. interview her at all they just they give they sort of ask her production approved questions um, <laughs> but claire repeats this goes out of her way to repeat this lie um which i also gasped i was like <laughs> well I, I was seriously i was like yeah. what the fuck like she said the only person to reach it was the only one to reach out to me and i was doing a hard time with like my mom was in a nursing home and oh and it was just so sweet and i was like st- i was like claire stop like this is stop it just just stop it please because mm-hmm. now once again you're rolling out your sort of like your sort of ill mother and i can't keep th- i can't stop thinking I, I can't stop thinking shouldn't you like i don't know be with your family instead of being on this like stupid show right you, you know that's what i think when you brought up like you know your ailing mother i'm like oh you know ugh. a thousand percent and like her reaction on the show too like the crying and just her emphasis on the importance of it felt so like contrived yes you know there's just like no world in which it you know my i met my girlfriend because she slid into my dms i was not that moved by her dm no one has ever gotten a dm from a stranger and been like wow yeah that was it you know you like right it's just like so forced yeah just like really claire just like I was, again, optimistic about her, and it was just really rough. Like, it just feels like, I think even if I didn't know about Dale and everything happening, I would still feel like she was an idiot, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Like, she's trying to pull some kind of ruse. It was super bizarre. And I just got the feeling 
that the way the whole way that the production like that it was framed was like it like they didn't it's like they were almost of two minds like they were trying to kind of wink wink to the people who like know are familiar with the rumors mm-hmm. and uh sort of satisfy like casuals who maybe aren't spoiled or who just like don't care or are just sort of casually you know casually watching mm-hmm. and claire was not the person to pull off that dynamic performance at all she can't Mm-mm. do either well <laughs> she just can't you know and so having to watch her over and fucking over again uh lie to us was i, I think something that other leads have like not had to do mm-hmm. in, in this way and and so maybe to be more fair to her, if we're comparing her to past leads and their behavior and what's been asked of them, they're not, they haven't been asked to, to to like so obviously and sometimes hilariously deceive us, uh, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and in this way, I, I wrote this down. I thought like, oh, I really feel like this is a little bit. I kind of feel bad for Claire in that I'm spending all this time being really angry at Claire, kind of for being ho- so horrible at this. And I have to remember that this is production's fault. They're the sure. ones who did this and they're the ones who are making her kind of responsible for mm-hmm. ruining the bachelor, you know, the ba- blowing yeah. up the bachelorette or whatever. So whatever, uh, if it's perceived to be bad, it like, I think the easiest, or the, like, I think what they kind of are guiding us to is to say, Oh, Claire is because Claire is like a, a terrible actress and narcissistic and annoying or she broke the rules or or whatever like when she was like oh I didn't talk to all the guys I was thinking what like you gotta talk to all I was just thinking like you gotta fucking talk to everybody you just have to like what the fuck are you doing not talking to like what the fuck just like talk to everybody and mm-hmm. then I thought and she and she tried to make she tries to make it seem like you know it was her decision not to. It's like, oh, well, you know, I just talk to people like, you know, I feel like I was vibing. And I was like, no, no, no. Production lets you not talk to everybody. Like, they're the ones who sort of allow that to happen. This wasn't a, a case in which you were acting with agency at all. Mm-hmm. And so over, I just think like, man, I think they just don't, they're willing, uh, yet again, they're willing to let again. Claire be like, kind of sh- like shovel the shit here. The fall guy. Yep. Yeah like like oh, every God. other fucking season that she's been on you know like oh crazy you know she <laughs> like she's kind of crazy and like easy and we'll just do what we tell her and if we just frame it as she's being a strong woman she'll be like yeah okay i am a strong woman it's like <laughs> yeah Ugh. yeah no i'm really glad you said that because you're right it is the same pattern of claire going down once again for like whatever vehicle production needs her to do you know it's just Ugh. And like, speaking of her bad acting, I thought that first date minute with Dale was probably the angriest I was during yeah. the show. Okay. Only because like their trauma bonding or whatever was about how they both couldn't see their family members. And I was just like, that's true of everyone in that room. Mm. Like when all Dale had to say was, well, my sister has underlying health conditions, like, that could be asthma. Like, that could be anything. <laughs> and, like, fucking welcome to the world right now, you know? know? Yeah. It was just, like, like, she could have had that exact point of bonding with anyone there. Mm-hmm. You know? It yeah. was just so irritating. 
I, I shared your, I shared definitely in your frustration because again, I was just like, I kind of like threw up my hands. I was just like, mm-hmm. what? I was like, you know what? This is like, this is like, um, I felt like I was watching a, like, like a, um, a group interview and I knew that the managers had already picked somebody. And they were just going through the motions. But these other guys, like, or those people applying, like, didn't know. But I knew. And I felt like the managers were occasionally looking over at me and going, oh, look at these fucking assholes, these fucking clowns, right? And then, like, turning back and going, like, oh, okay, so what are your strengths and weaknesses? And I was just like, uh, this, that's what the, this is what this feels like. And I, I was like, this mm-hmm. isn't... This is not fun. This is not like good television to watch uh, mm-hmm. because you're not even being like interesting in the way that you're being deceptive. Totally. Well, and like that first kiss that they had was bizarre. Like when she goes in and he turns his face and then she's like, I'm nervous. And then she wraps herself koala style around just his head and then they make out. I was just like, to me like dale has the vibe of someone who is like realizing slowly he is too far (laughs) in over his fucking head like i i really think like you said last week that he wanted to win was Mm -hmm. like dming claire with the idea of like going in there with a strong lead did not realize that her and production were in cahoots to Mm -hmm. set up whatever and he's just like realizing what he's done (laughs) (laughs) i i think that's i think that's spot on (laughs) i think that's spot on because you know what like if i'm thinking like did he do anything all that offensive i thought not really i thought like you could have just cut him out and put him in any other season and what he said is like no real like you said like it it didn't really distinguish him from like any other sort of moves that players like really make on the first night Mm -hmm. you know not nothing and so what was different it was claire it was claire's sort of like yeah all just like looking at me like just sort of talking and trying to say it's you it's fucking you it's you you know (laughs) it's fucking you okay (laughs) you're gonna be my husband (laughs) i just just told chris harrison you're gonna you're my husband so (laughs) but don't tell anyone (laughs) maybe we would have bought the fantasy war if he was as into it as she was (laughs) right right you know it like did seem like that he to me was very bland Mm -hmm. you know just kind of generically handsome and reflecting back whatever she wanted and it didn't seem like he was like Mm -hmm that's my wife and I've always known you know yeah not at all he said he was like saying the he was saying the right things that you say on night one that's it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know and and it's so yeah it's like there are moments like that where even in it or, or it becomes clearer at least that there's like not everybody is in sync here yeah and and, and and it shows it just shows and it becomes like really jarring and confusing it really confuses the narrative quite a bit i think mm-hmm. and and how we should really again at least for me i just kept coming down on claire like dude just play it cool i mean i know that you like that's not your thing you don't play it cool but you've you you've got to 
I don't know. You know, you've, you've got to, I think in this, you've got to, you've got to you can figure it out. You know, this, cause this was not the way to do this. It wasn't. Well, and that's the thing. It's like, if you, I mean, it's almost akin to like Colton realize it. I mean, we know it's not uncommon for someone on night one to realize that they're who their top one or two yeah. are. Yeah. But to then like go with production's decision and not to try to play your own game mm-hmm. a la Colton. Right. You know, yeah. not that he's like a shiny example of how to behave, but you know, he was at least trying to like also manipulate production because right. again, like Claire's best interests are falling in love and mm-hmm. you know leaving with a partner and having the longest season possible to get right. like maximum tv exposure and she's right. just like losing that second part of it maybe yeah. the first two you know so <laughs> uh just to like see her not have any kind of like reciprocal game and to see production just kind of like trailing through on whatever you know it's almost like the more i talk about it the more it's like they know we ate up the super unscripted fence jump and mm-hmm. you know like the moment where caitlin has to confront nick about the sex they had before fantasy suites like they yeah. know we've had those moments and now they're just trying to like create them yeah it's just not it's not as good no and how come they don't know that they don't need to do that much right you know i i something i've been thinking about a lot was um why it's like this and mm-hmm. why they I think I don't know what happened but I think at some point I think that I think they got really frustrated with spoilers I think they mm-hmm. got frustrated with the season being spoiled and I think you know Chris Harrison has long felt that in particular but I'm sure some there's some feeling with production that spoilers ruin the show uh, again, because they seem to fundamentally misunderstand why people watch the show. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also think there's like, there is a, I don't know, whenever Chris Harrison talks about it, I, I always give there's a, a sense of like we, bizarre entitlement or like this sort of, it's like he's smelling, they're like huffing their own fumes all the time where they just think that like everyone should respect like the process of the bachelor and and the production and like not do anything to impede this what they feel is the success of the show and also and i also i think well maybe it's more it could be more simply uh they create something which they attempt to have like unfettered control over every fucking thing that happens and Mm -hmm. everything that's said about it and the spoilers just sort of uh, completely like puncture that and also puncture like the allu- the sort of illusion that they're trying to set up about the show and that it f- started to feel like this was their attempt to have it both ways like okay yeah. like fine we're going to you're not going to spoil our show we're going to create like a spoiler and we're going to leak it and then we're going to use that to uh hype up our own show Mm -hmm. so that no matter what like and then when we say you know you think you know what's going to happen but you don't we can say that because we've done all of this we've crafted all of this and so you're all just you're all kind of in our own world and playing our own little game you've silly fucking fools (laughs) and and 
and and I think that's why Chris Harrison could, has to hide his grin because they, they're just so happy with themselves. They mm-hmm. they think that they've they've beaten reality, Steve. They've beaten you know Reddit. They've beaten all of these people who like want who think that you know they can you know that they, they can ruin this or they you know that they can sort of influence like the show or how people watch it. You know, and and I I think the result is that they've they've now they're threatening to completely destroy like the fantasy that they're creating by being too heavy handed by making a bachelorette so complicit that she can't act authentically at all on camera. Yeah. You bring in a lead who, or a, um, a player who knows he's going to win and has to pretend like he's not going to win, mm-hmm. you know, and it's just, and, and, and all, all what, for what? So that you can, so that you can say that you want, so you can be completely in control of this. Like mm-hmm. it, um, I, I was I was shocked. I mean, I really was like sort of shocked watching. I was like, wow, they're really gonna go this far just to, mm-hmm. to you know, like playing their pri- their private petty little game with like reality, Steve, like this, you know, and I have to deal with this, you know. I don't care about that. I just want like a, a serviceable show, you know. And, and here I am having to sort of watch this like dick measuring contest. That's what it felt. You know, it's sort of felt like that. Probably. Well, especially when, like, as we saw with Blake season in Paradise, like, they're, they have been comfortable addressing, like, out-of-game drama before. Mm-hmm. Like, you could acknowledge that people were DMing and, like, have it come out more, you know, in a more meaningful way than just what's happening. Again, mm-hmm. because I think, like, uh, there was so much time between casting and taping like, I don't think anyone would be shocked that it happened or necessarily would find that unromantic, mm-hmm. you know? Like, yeah. I, you're right, though. It's like, they want to play a little bit with that, but, like, not much and right. not in a way that causes them to, like, lose any control or have any non-surprises, right. you know? Right. It's just, it's going to be a weird one. It's going to be a weird one. Um did you have, is there anything else sort of in the episode that you wanted to, to touch on? Um, just the Yosef Tyler C mm-hmm. fight about the DMs. I mean, for what it's worth, I think Yosef nailed it. <laughs> you do? <laughs> oh my God. When he was just like, he doesn't deny it. He just says, well, that would make me look bad in front of my daughter. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Hard to fight against that one. And also like, uh, I mean, I don't think what he was doing was wrong. Like, they didn't know if they were to get cast. They didn't know if they were going to die of coronavirus. Like, why not <laughs> shoot your shot, you know? That's very true. I don't know. Would you have played it the same way Tyler C. did? Like, what would you have done if you had that information? Um, so, I think... I think something I think maybe to consider is that uh Tyler C maybe didn't want to be the person who did this but the mm. producers just put him up to this mm-hmm. um because i i have to imagine or maybe i want to imagine well, okay i should also say that uh i found Tyler C kind of charming and um <laughs> okay. i i'm going to come clean with why and i don't think it's like good it's that it it's sort of a um there are certain Western, like, like West Virginia accents that I find (laughs) like kind of charming. And like when they come out of like a handsome, like person, like it was sort of like a good old, like 
sort of West Virginia boy. I just, for some reason, I just like find that, <laughs> find that endearing. And it, and it's, it's, um, what's the word? It's like regionalist and like kind of <laughs> a, a, probably a little bit like infantilizing or like it's in some way I'm just sort of like, Oh, you know, like I know that it's not, uh, like, I don't know. I, like, I don't, it's not about him as a person. It's just like sure. this archetype that he represents that I tend to like on this show. Um, even though it, like all of the other things and like probably views and whatever that comes with it aside, just like <laughs> the package itself. Uh, <clears throat> I really, I thought like, it, you know, drove up with his whole life. And I was like, Oh, I was like, actually one of the, I was like, I couldn't, I couldn't stop myself from going, okay, fine. I feel like somewhat endeared to this man. <laughs> um, despite my best, like it was despite my efforts. I, I do. Uh, also, Oh, okay, so let me answer your question. So how would yeah. I play it? Um, so if a producer was like, you have to, you have to do this, um, I would <laughs> really try hard to get out of it. Um, <laughs> but if they were like, we're going to just fucking cut you if you don't, uh, I, I think I would, I wouldn't want to go to Claire because I think that's just like the bad, it's like, it is the classically wrong move. You mm-hmm. don't, you don't go to the lead with like petty shit. I think what I would have done is I would have tried to I would have tried to turn the house against him. I would have I would have tried to like go to guy and I would have like I would have taken like the kernel of what the producer said and then I would just would have lied because that's yeah. not really enough. Cuz the thing about like DMing is like I think sort of as you were alluding to pretty sure all those guys were DMing other girls. You know? Yeah. I don't know either, but it's what it's, it's yeah. a, and because of that, totally. it's like this is the wrong thing to bring up because everybody here is in this position, so nobody's mm-hmm. gonna want to like go too hard on this because they've all they're assumedly all done this. So I would turn into I would have just lied and been like, oh, you know, I heard like he was, um, I would have said that I heard he was like, he was telling me he was DMing Claire before this and uh that he's gotten in the bag and like he was like saying all this like really gross shit about you know how (laughs) he's gonna like how he's gonna like make you know she's gonna like uh you know about what he thinks about women or i just yeah i just was like (laughs) lied and just like he's this conservative asshole that's not gonna treat her right and he's just playing games he's not here for the right reasons and like he's gotta go um and so i think i probably would have tried to like work it's producer like we just want drama i'm like okay yeah I don't want to go home and I know I'm going to go home if I like tattle. So how about this? Like I'll just turn the house against him. Is that fine with you? <laughs> um, and hopefully they would say, yeah, but like, that's what I would have tried to do is, is just like create like a, a sort of block to smash. You. <laughs> you know, so what would you, what would be your move? No, I think that's right. I mean, you just can't go to Claire. That's such a cardinal right. sin. Right. I mean, I, at that point too, I mean, if you're being used to stir shit in the house, it's like doesn't speak well for your odds in the game. Right. I almost think your best play is to go to Yosef specifically and tell him the exaggerated shit and try to form like a two a rivalry so that you know you make it until at least a two on one. Oh, I like that. Might be the play. And then if Claire confronted me about it. I would just lie. I would say, 
You know, I'd say Yosef's lying. Yeah. Why would I say that? Yeah. That's petty. I'd see how far I could take that. But yeah, no, you're right. If the producers put onto it, it's rough, but you just can't go to Claire. Right. Yeah. And it also wasn't even good drama. No. No, it wasn't. Not at all. I, ooh, alternatively, so along with like trying to turn the house against him, I would mm-hmm. choose, I think I would target y- easy. Um, and I would say, I would kind of whisper in his ear and be like, yo, I think like this guy is here for the wrong reasons and all this stuff. And, it, or maybe not easy. I would find whoever thought that they were like kind of the alpha male of the house. Mm-hmm. And I would try and like suggest that maybe it would be good if he like made a public example of this man. Totally. Um, and, you know, and it, it, even if it's just like, just confront him, like just sort of shifting like the attention and the drama, like getting other people to like do it and yep. not, not me. That's yep. what I would attempt to do. Especially if a producer was like, you've got to do this. I'd be like, I don't really want to do this, um, but I can help you make this happen, but I don't want to be the center of it. Yeah. You know, that's what I, feel I like that's, a, that's like a real housewives play where like, instead of confronting someone one-on-one, you like talk about it loudly at a party and then yep. get the group to do it. Mm-hmm. That's smart. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and cause men, I mean, if you pick the right dude, who's like, there's always like a Mike Johnson, who's going to be like, mm-hmm. you know, who, who believes that like, the way that he's going to shine is like defending, you know, her honor um, and being a sort of chivalrous person. There's like at least three guys like that. You, you, totally. And you could even find somebody who's like not, who's like not getting time with her. I was like, hey, this is like a way that you could stand out. I mean, you can't say mm-hmm. it like that, but like give him a drink or two and be like, yeah, you know, just go for it, you know? Yeah. So maybe even maybe even Garen, you know, the sort of polished gentleman. Well, <laughs> yeah, there's gotta be some or like a like a Jordan Kimball type who's just gonna yeah. use it as like a burnt scorched earth yeah. tactic, you yeah. know. Probably a Bennett to do it. Like <laughs> you know? that poor fuck. Like, can you imagine paying for an Ivy League education and then like I mean he must know he's playing the villain and just have like gone with it. Oh, I forgot, totally forgot. I was going to mention that. Yeah. Remember how they, like, they, this goes to, like, them not spending any time building, like, the characters at all. It's, like, they introduce him as, like, the villain, and, like, one guy says, oh, like, this jackass with his scarf or whatever, and then we never hear from him again. We never even see Bennett again. I was like, I guess we don't, like, oh, I guess we don't really, he's not the villain of the night, then. Like, okay. Yeah. Red herring, you know? It was weird, because, like, they made him look like an asshole in his, like, interview thing when he was in his hotel room talking about harvard they gave him an asshole entry yeah and then they set it up for the other guys to be pissed and then it's like they either didn't take the bait or they just got distracted i don't know yeah it definitely did he, even get, a, did he get a rose yes okay um yes he did um i can't totally remember everyone who left but he but he did get a rose i mean who cares like they don't care that we remember who left so you know, whatever. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, I was going to say something about... Um, oh, I wonder if the guys... A lot of these men seem very, like, professional and mm-hmm. uh, and have... And they seem... I, I wonder how easy it's going to be to get real, like antics out of these guys 
You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, they all seem to like carry that. I didn't see a lot of wild cards. I mean, again, we didn't get enough of them anyway. Mm-hmm. And I want to believe if they were produced properly, they would, you know, like we would get some like real, you know, some real drama. But also I wouldn't be surprised if they're like, okay, we need to represent well, like for each other and et cetera. Um, and not just because a lot of black dudes, but just all the en- the energy from all of them seemed like really like kind of even- you know, which I don't know that totally. that, I don't know. I don't know that that bold bodes well for the I season. I'm just optimistic enough that they'll snap given the pressure of the situation. <laughs> sure, sure. Like, none of them have phones. They don't know if their loved ones are going to live or die in the outside right. world. I'm just yeah. hoping that hangs heavy enough for even the most astute you know, yeah, on that veteran attorney, whatever, will cave a little bit. But yeah. I guess well, I don't know. You know. I just thought, what? It, how would you feel if somebody had to leave because one of their loved ones died, and they like use that as a storyline? Wouldn't that I just mean, seem like despicable? I'm fucking counting down until that happens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this was in May. We know from being alive that shit got way worse after yeah. May. Statistically, it's very likely that one of them, several of them perhaps, not only know someone who has died, but by the through the course of filming will be alerted that someone that they know and love has died. Arguably in the process of filming, communicated or con- whatever gave the illness to one of their loved ones. <laughs> Yeah. Oh man. Okay. So, anything, anything else about the episode you want to? That's kind of all my rage. How about you? Uh, I think. Yeah, I think that's most of it. Um, I I, we covered a lot of it. I mean, I think overall, it was a lot. It felt like a lot when I was watching it, and then afterwards, I was like, really, there's what actually happened. Only a few things to note um yeah so how are you just do like a vibe check on on the season so after the first or after the first episode you know what 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 kind of how do you feel about it this yeah. whole fucking thing <laughs> this fucking nightmare i mean like i said at the top i have been surprised by how angry i was mm-hmm. like I guess people who are just listening to this now won't believe it, but like we love The Bachelor. Like <laughs> we do. We swear. I, I, yeah, I really like it. I like to like eat up that fantasy. I think it's really fun. Uh and it's just like hasn't felt as fun so mm-hmm. far. Um for a lot of reasons. I mean, I'm not gonna lie, I am enjoying trying to like pick apart how much of the Claire and Dale narrative is true and how much mm-hmm. is not true. And, like, the knowledge that there is an end point is, like, keeping me going. Because, like, yeah. it could be next episode. It could be in three episodes. Like, we don't know. Yeah. Like, when shit's going to blow up. So, that's good. Like, they have done a good job, I think, of, like, teasing things and getting me excited for, like, what happens next. Mm-hmm. So, eh, I'd say my vibe is, like, on the pain scale at the doctor's office, like, partially frowning but not <laughs> too frowny like i'm gonna watch again yeah so yeah, yeah. What, what's your vibe 
like you, I I was really really surprised at how upset I was, mm-hmm. uh, and and kind of just because I think what was happening is like many, and and I'm sure like you on some level, I there is part of what's learning about this is sort of the escapist element, you know, mm-hmm. like I want to sort of turn away from like the world which is on fire uh, <laughs> to like a a fantasy where it's not, and I. But it kept reminding me that, like, the world was on fire and that it was taking place, like, despite that in a way that mm-hmm. felt so irresponsible and dangerous and, like, transparently, like, greedy. Um, mm-hmm. And and it felt like that sense just, I, I couldn't, something like that, that had, that everyone involved was sort of complicit in that. And, um, and I was so f- angry that they kept patting themselves on the back or t- kept trying to frame it like this, this what they were doing was like, courageous or brave and not just selfish and stupid yeah um i know the bachelor often tries to sort of manage how we how we're feeling and normally i don't mind that as much but in this case i felt i was really really upset by that and it and mm-hmm. uh i and one thing that i just kept thinking was i just kept thinking like oh this seems to be I think this will be like for me. I think this will be like a really important artifact of this time because mm-hmm. it felt like it sort of felt like the bat, like just the the cavalier way in which they were like, "Oh, we're gonna do this, and we don't. We know that there are risks, but we don't care, and we're just gonna do it because we can." Felt like so, like it felt, felt, it just felt like it reflected what seemed to be a huge prevalent sort of like American attitude about this. Is like you know. And it's particularly like for people, people in charge of our mm. economy and like people who mm-hmm. like, who have the money and resources to just sort of fucking do whatever they want. Um, and all of us just like, are you know, are, are sort of left to just, I guess, like along for the ride or just to kind of go, oh, okay, I guess you're done waiting, Chris Harrison. So, okay. Or like, you know certain segment of the population who are like oh yeah we're also over the pandemic we're just done with this so we're yeah. gonna like we're just done with it and it, it felt honestly like and along this is something i um forgot to mention i guess but this i guess it's more pertinent here you know i watched it live and uh-huh. so i was watching all the commercials oh, and wow. all the commercials are are like almost all of them are pandemic related but it's all like Oh, you know, like there was this commercial where this guy, like, it was just a bank commercial, and uh, the guy was, this teller was coming out to this guy in the car, and they're both wearing masks, and it was kind of just like, yep, you can still go to the bank, everything is fine, but like, oh, they were wearing masks, but like, everything is fine, and like, you know, and I was just like, yeah, it was just like this, this fucking uh, hurtling, like, towards, like, it's like, we are done with this, we are moving forward like we refuse to fucking stop and consider and like just sort of take care of like what's happening we're just gonna like sit and you have and we're taking you us you're you're coming with us you know it's like mm-hmm. it, it reminded me of just feeling like oh i just really want like the world to just sort of stop and slow down and yet like i ever i'm being sort of forced forward and i sort of started feeling like really really like anxious and like upset by it you know yeah. that like that's what this was also doing it was like like saying like you know, we've been through uh, as ab- an uh, abnormal period, but things are normal now. And I thought, but normal sucked. Yeah. You know? Normal sucked too. And now I feel like I'm 
this is this is where I bring in uh, the the presidential election because I, <laughs> I sure. legitimately felt like there's this overlap between part some of like the narrative around like the last four years of Trump where it seems like it's being framed as like oh well this was just like a national nightmare for four years but if we choose Biden everything will go back to normal and then yeah. you'll be fine and then just like but that will be horrible because Norman was horrible also. So, you know, and so, yeah, I think yeah. I, I started to feel really overwhelmed, like emotionally by it. And mm-hmm. that like, here's this thing that I typically love and is really fun. And um, I feel like I'm getting really emotional. I don't think I was going <laughs> to, but, but, and, and it just re- like reminded me like, Oh, this is, I'm so exhausted by this and it's so frustrating and I'm so like sad about it. And I'm so sad that, um, that it seems like we can't do anything but this, that like, this is the only thing we can do is just like, we can't fucking deal with like how things are. So we're just going to like pretend that this isn't what's happening. We're just going to keep moving anyway. And like people are going to die and maybe like they'll die or whatever, but well, doesn't matter. Like we're still like, cause we can't do anything else. And it was just like a huge bummer. I just felt really, (laughs) really low after watching it. Um, you know, Oh no, I'm with you. I'm sorry. I'm not there to hug you. Yeah. I wish you were here too. (laughs) I know, but it was true. Like every time when they were like, isn't it so romantic or crazy that we get to do this and like we're doing this just fell like a dig and like not even in a jealousy way, but just in like a, what gives you the right? Why is anyone doing this? Yeah, it was just like a constant reminder that like we shouldn't be doing this, you know? In fact, like we deserve this. I'm like, why? yeah why like what you know (laughs) no you don't like just fucking say oh we just decided to do this like don't make me feel like i should support this you know Mm -hmm. or or that like i should feel good like don't stop trying to make me feel like i should feel good about this because i don't feel good about it right and i can watch this and not and feel have complicated feelings about it you know like i'm kind of interested in that like i like talking to you about it um but that's it's part of it is is like I, I just couldn't just in this context it just felt so disgusting for them mm-hmm. to, to try and like pump me full of this like you know <laughs> dopamine I don't know dopamine that's just like <laughs> say like feel happy for Claire feel happy for us like feel happy for these guys like oh right love is more important than fucking anything is is love our version of it you know it's like oh ugh. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I mean, just hearing you say that too, like, we're both from the Midwest and have seen this like constant parade of people having weddings anyway, like big ones. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I love like wedding shaming Facebook groups. They're a secret (laughs) obsession of mine, but like, I didn't know that. That's hilarious. Yeah. They're amazing. But uh, so many people like, it's like a COVID can't get me down. Like, this is my day. This is my love. Like, I'm doing this anyway. It's yeah. such like the show is so much that rhetoric all mm-hmm. over again. Mm-hmm. You know, it just like trips up those same feelings for me of like, uh, why do we think that's why you deserve it? And like again, for what ends? You know, mm-hmm. like especially when people are, 
using all kinds of ways to fall in love in these like really interesting, compelling, weird ways during COVID. It's like we have to fall back on this like most consumeristic, showy, (laughs) self-centered, you know, way possible. It's just like, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. I thought, (laughs) like, yeah, I, I definitely thought like, oh, if I wanted to show someone like kind of not obviously it's not representative like certainly like not of what everyone in America thinks but in what is um really easily monetized and Mm -hmm. and sort of and like what I think what speaks to like a the values that are sort of kind of uh, sort of undergird a lot of like American sort of thought and culture and society. Like it, it's kind of mo- almost all of it is just in this show. Yeah. You know, uh, in terms of like really dominant ideology uh, that is like powerful and really successful. It, it's in this show and it's part of the reason it's on. It's part of the reason it's on. Um and yeah, I just felt, yeah, really overwhelmed by that. Like, just like, oh my God, it's like, this isn't, I just sort of thought about it a little bit more seriously in a way that's like, oh, this isn't just like confined to this show. Like this shows up everywhere. You know, this, this shows up, oh God. I mean, I was thinking of um, like Amy Barrett and like all oh, of, God. all of these, yeah. the, the religious right and thinking like, this is, this is perfectly in line socially with what these people feel and think mm-hmm. and believe in and i feel like this is being imposed on me also mm-hmm. you know and i was like god i fucking hate that like i hate this whole thing um and 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 yeah and I, I just think it's like germane and i think important to like talk about the bachelor as like really part of that because i think it thinks it's separate sort of you know like we're supposed to sort of separate yeah. it out from all of these things um and maybe it'll be interesting actually to talk about to uh, next season when it comes to like the way they deal with like the election, and all this stuff um, to the extent they deal with it. Yeah. But I had, I never really thought about the bachelor in politics before, like kind of together, not, mm-hmm. not seriously, not super seriously, but it's just really hard not to right now. It's just really hard mm-hmm. not to, 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 to see where they're really like linked and connected and, um, yeah. Well, because like, who benefits from a perception that things aren't that bad, and you could still film a reality TV show and fall in love, like Donald Trump? Yep. <laughs> you yeah. know, it's just like a commercial for Donald Trump. Yeah. Um, and yet, here we are. And yet, here we are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, um. Yeah. But I, I'm. I'm. I am. All that said, you know. It's, I don't know. I mean, the very minimum, I think, is just, like, important, at least to me, to just be, like, aware of it, you know? Mm-hmm. Just to sort of, on, to, on some level, to be like, oh, okay, so this is what this is, you know? And, like, and I can watch it if I know what it is. You know, I can kind of deal with that. And, and I think it's better to watch it and to, like, you know, sort of offer our correct takes about what this is and what it's not and, you know, what it's doing and... I'm um, just being mindful of, you know, kind of like what our responses to it are and where that comes from, you know, um, and also that we can find it pleasurable because it is really pleasurable at the same time. And that's like mm-hmm. part of the, you know, that's part of the thing, you know, uh, is that it. And I am looking looking forward to watching it because I just now I just kind of want to 
I want to know, you know, I almost want to see like, am I going to still feel this way? Is this like the thesis of the season, you know, or, you know, like what is, you know, I'm like, what's the bachelor mean? Like, you know, like now I really want to know, you know, I want to be able to sort of like say that, you know, what I think about it. And so, you know, I often, you know, I want to, yeah, I want to keep watching. Also it's like one of the many things that brings us together. So obviously we'll keep watching. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm glad we're at least in this doom spiral together. Yes. You know? Yes. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> um, so do you have any, we both run our gauntlet of podcasts mm-hmm. and media. Do you have yes. any uh, hot takes, vibes on the public response to the episode? Um, more like a, a little sense of shock. Mm-hmm. <sighs> shock. I, I feel like the whole thing was shocking. Uh, so one of the questions I think we both had was how, given how contrived and sort of white knuckle, like what a, what a sort of white knuckle grip production has over this season and, and is trying to sort of control the narrative of the season and also particularly managing people's responses to it um, through their podcasts, what, like, what's the official line, you know, like what, what mm-hmm. are they, what are they, how do they want us to interpret it? I thought that would be kind of hard to to discern. Uh, but after, so I listened in particular to Bachelor Party, um, which is the Ringer podcast um, hosted by Juliet Lemon. And it's not an official Bachelor uh, Nation podcast, but you might think about it as like a, um, like a, well, obviously not. I'm speaking to our listeners who may not know. Uh, <laughs> you might think of it as like a really friendly, like mm-hmm. outlet for players in Bachelor Nation. Um, Juliet Littman is complicated. Complicated, yeah. It, it's so she was talking to Rachel Lindsay, who hosts Bachelor Happy Hour with Becca Kufrin, and so those are the ones I really listened to. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't really make it through the, the all of the other ones, um, which we'll, which I'll fix. Don't worry, listeners, <laughs> we won't let you down. Um, You're forgiven. <laughs> but um, so they, one of the, so basically they seem to like the party line from what I can tell is that, uh, you know, what they're doing is like really brave and profound. Um, Mm -hmm. Claire is uh, doing a great job as bachelorette and is very brave and, and sort of courageous for doing this. They are, everyone's been weird about rumors um, because they all are spoiled, but they won't admit that they, well, Rachel, weirdly enough, I don't think Rachel like really, necessarily she's kind of co she subtly indicated by not like necessarily directly challenging Juliet that um she knew yeah. that Tasha's like that Tasha would was going to be incoming but she didn't really she never really said it herself and on um happy hour they still haven't talked they really still haven't talked about like the spoiled stuff and like when they were talking to Claire um even though they all fucking know that she chose Dale, they were kind of like Rachel literally asked her. One of the questions was, um, so how did you blow up the bachelorette? You know, what did you do? Wow. Yep. And Claire said, uh, I, in, in a line that I'm sure she has practiced many times in the mirror. She said, I blew up the bachelorette by, I'm paraphrasing, by being a strong, independent woman, by knowing who I am and doing what I want and not letting anybody tell me what to do. That's how I blew up the Bachelorette. 
And Rachel was like, yeah, wow, that's amazing. And literally says, I loved how she answered that. She, she totally answered the question. Like that was perfect. And I, and I was like, this is a factual question. Yeah, a, a factual question. Like, literally, how did you do it? Yeah. It's like, oh, I did it by being like a, you know, by a strong woman. It's like, oh my God. And then she repeated, then, then she went on Juliet's podcast, whatever, and she repeated that same thing. So Rachel told Juliet uh, that she asked Claire that question and said, yeah, she said, like, you know, that she blew it up by being a strong woman, blah, 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 all this stuff. And, you know, and I love that answer. And Juliet was kind of like, yeah wow yeah that's great and i was like what fucking what are you serious ah you know so i so so in general to me the the feeling i got was that we're supposed to just believe that claire is in control and Mm -hmm. that as juliet says the COVID stuff was profound uh, and not disturbing, but profound, um, and that we should find Claire's uh, it, her trauma beats uh, not to be sort of clumsily uh, trotted out at every fucking opportunity, but uh, deeply moving and relatable, and uh, and that we should just again just not not question anything, just accept everything that the Bachelor is is giving us. Um, that we can't possibly like, like that we can't possibly know. Um, uh, they asked uh, Becca Kufrin and, and Rachel Lindsay asked Becca or asked um, Claire, "Is it really?" They were like, "Is it really?" We've heard or whatever that like people kind of you, we're supposed to think that we know what happens, but is it true that like we really can't know what happens? You know? And Claire was like, "Yeah, that really is true. Like that's just one of those things where like you just you know you can't really believe the rumors, but like." you know, the things that, like, got out, you know, they, um, they weren't the, they weren't sort of the things that happened, and blah, blah, all this stuff, and I was just going, what, what, you know, it was, it was just so, again, just the lies, the lies, the lies, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah so, I don't know if I fully answered your question, but it, it, it's, but yeah, it's like, this is their narrative, like, they're just sticking with the lies here completely, mm-hmm. And they're defiant about that. Rachel Lindsay literally said that she doesn't care about the rumors anymore. Like she doesn't, she doesn't care really about the truth. She just like wants to see Claire, like she wants to see what's going to happen. She doesn't care like what the rumors say. I was like, okay, well, great. And neither should we. So we shouldn't care about the rumors either. We should just accept everything that we see on the television as truth. We should accept everything that Claire says as true. We should accept everything that, um, Rachel and Becca say is true. Rachel literally about Reed Dale said um, that he seemed like a rule follower to her and that there was no way that he would like break the rules by like contacting her or anything because he seemed like a rule follower based on what she could see. Okay, so we should also just, okay, all right. Well, Rachel said not to worry about it. So, okay. Great. Well, and not to mention too, I mean, like, the show has such a vested interest in like perpetuating this idea that it's like the leads and their independence, like guiding the whole thing because mm-hmm. it like overlooks the fact that they like psychologically damage people in order to produce this, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's just like really fucking convenient that people just get burned and are unhappy or are great and fine. And it has yeah. like 
nothing to do with their own like tampering you know right. yeah claire does as you can imagine go out That's of her way to say thing. that i mean i'm with you oh no i was just she she he she just goes out of her way to say no, something go for it. like that that like she uh everything that she did was not because the like, producers told her to do it because that she wanted to so like that just to like yes to confirm what you're saying anyway so keep going yeah no i mean i'm just with you in the sense that like i was surprised by how positive the reception was like mm-hmm. I listened to Bachelor Party. I listened to Game of Roses, which obviously was <laughs> not as positive. Yeah, as... I, I didn't get there. What What was their take? <sighs> I feel like we're kind of in the same vein of <laughs> theories. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, they think Dale Moss and Claire have like maybe met up before and been talking for a long time. Like, I I would believe they've been like texting for a couple weeks and then mm-hmm. Claire blew it up, blew up the spot. I don't know. But um, that's, like, not totally relevant, right, to, like, the machinations. But it was the two black girls, one rose, too. Mm-hmm. And they were, like, more pro-Dale than I was expecting. And, like, really pro. Yeah. So, like, I don't, I mean, take, I'm, like, not the most reliable narrator on this. But I actually don't think Dale is that handsome. Like, I think he's big and, like, small. <laughs> but I don't uh. think he's, like, strikingly handsome, in the way that I think, like, I find Damar, like, striking. I think he is, like, just very handsome. Dale looks a little more, like, cute to me. Mm-hmm. But yeah. they're very in on Dale and very in on Claire. Like, we just watched Love at First Sight. That's crazy. Kind of the same thing of, like, we're not going to deal with the rumors or, like, to the extent that they're there, uh-huh. they're there, and we're seeing love, you know? Yeah. And, like, maybe we are in some way right but just like let us have that story or yeah i don't know tell it in a way that doesn't obscure the fact that you have blood on your hands (laughs) production (laughs) so yeah i was actually Mm. surprised there wasn't more discourse about how covid was handled on Mm. set and on the show yeah there really wasn't at all Mm -hmm. like it worked you know, people swallowed the first 30 minutes and said, looks good and went for it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, come to think about it, I, I don't know that it totally, I don't know that it totally surprises me that Two Black Girls, One Rose is mm-hmm. like super supportive of Dale. Well, maybe a little bit. I just think it's like, we don't know. I, I'm just thinking like, we don't, we don't know anything about him. This dude. Like, what if he's yeah. really awful? Like, we don't know anything. And it doesn't like, it seems like uh, one of those things where, uh, you know, people just like want like people who like look a certain way to be together for some reason, or like invested in that. And like, okay. I guess whatever, whatever. But, <laughs> but it seems, I guess that like love at first sight moment um, that they were trying to sort of manufacture, I just didn't find it believable. Mm-mm. And I think it's I think it's a big part because of what you said that it was seemed like in one direction completely totally so I yeah I just don't understand I, I understand you could be how I understand you could be pro Claire mm-hmm. you know I, I get I I do get that totally um I think as I said like I'm I'm sympathetic to her for sure like, really um 
Dale, though, I feel no, I have no strong feelings in it. I'm so neutral about him, like completely Great. neutral and, and sort of slanting towards sort of like not that into him given like there hasn't been a lot of like positive or to me, like, I don't know, like anything sort of meaningful to, to push him in any real direction besides just the fact that he's associated with this clown <laughs> shit show. Um yeah okay so that that's a little it's a little surprising and, and i agree too like i guess nobody really wants to talk about what well, did um did uh game of roses talk about like the covidness i mean mostly just hitting on what we talked about about how chris left if we know he left yeah. so it just and like there were rumors too that somebody showed up tested positive and then they put his ass on a plane and sent him home which is like <laughs> so irresponsible oh my god die <laughs> <laughs> like you're not a problem bye <laughs> going Jeez. back to half of a southwest flight like I so know. cool <laughs> like, oh, fun for yourself yeah oh, christ um yeah it's it sucks so yeah. yeah i mean it'll be interesting to see like as things unravel Mm-hmm. like and again we really don't know much about what's going to happen when Tasha shows up so that's true i'm looking forward to that yeah yeah I, I think it was hard to again even not a lot of new stuff has ha- happened in that episode you know mm-hmm. that's why it felt again it felt like you know it was like oh a, kind of a lot i had a lot of thoughts and feelings but it wasn't necessarily because there was a lot in the episode yeah it was just because specific things sort of generate like specific responses and in listening to the podcast I thought oh it really reminded me of how kind of thin the episode was like there's not people were mostly talking about two or three moments uh-huh. um, over the course of this like two hour show yeah and making a lot trying to make a lot out of like the Claire and Dale stuff which again I think it sort of reveals how like how like nothing the rest of it was you know so mm-hmm. We'll see. We'll see what happens next. I think, you know, especially as I'm interested to see how they frame Claire's uh, booting, (laughs) Um, uh, Claire and Dale's like ejection. I'm really interested if the the guys are just being like jealous when they say, oh, Dale's not who he thinks he is, or if we might be able to see more of that of him mm-hmm. sort of get a sense for like what they may might be talking about although i suspect that I, who knows but i don't know that we're really going to get that much but so you know um uh-huh. so i'm curious about that and i'm curious to, but i'm really curious to see what other people have to say about those moments of like how claire is and if they continue to like try and like argue that her acting is credible when it's not <laughs> um i'm curious to see how much like juliet Littman can like how committed she is of like the party line when things are like obviously like smoking you know it, like i wonder when she'll yeah. just be like oh i don't know um <laughs> see when she cracks um so yeah okay yeah so we'll see I, well you know I, i'm i'm i am uh, it, it's like a car crash you know like it really oh, yeah. is you know so in that way, um, I suppose I, that's that's the thrill and uh, getting out of this. <laughs> <laughs> Although, like, it was a reminder to me that, like, I never liked the first couple weeks. Oh, uh, right. 
I was like, eh, I'm really a back half of the season kind of gal yeah. anyway. I think we mm-hmm. all are, right? Yeah. But you yeah. got to like slog through to get there. Mm-hmm. So who knows? Maybe we'll be surprised. Yeah. But the idea that we'll have some kind of like mini night one again is like kind of draining. Like Ugh. when Tasha shows up, you know? Yeah. I, like, well, ima- imagine how that, I, I imagine doing it would be draining too. It's like, Jesus. Again? Yeah. <laughs> but better than going home where you have to talk to your loved ones who might be dying from a disease so (laughs) and where you must be vigilant all the time because you might catch and die from the same disease oh this is like i think part of my cynicism is coming from the fact that like i think i maybe mentioned it to you but last week i stalked um the cast of top chef around portland you did Wait, did I tell you this? Wait, you alluded to it, but you didn't, you didn't, you weren't like specific. So I can't say too much while it's being recorded, but I may have had uh, a source who was able to tell us like where they were filming and like what the setup of production was and everything like that. Amazing. So we like drove by, first we like drove by the hotel where they were. Do you watch Top Chef? Have you seen it? Yes, absolutely. I do. Okay, so we came right when they were filming everyone getting into the matching BMWs and driving to the challenge. And Kristen Kish and Melissa King were just like smoking across the street, like hanging out. And we, I was with my friend Mo, who's like, we're both obsessed with Kristen and Melissa. So we were just like, Melissa is amazing. Melissa is amazing. Amazing. And like taller in person. I was like, hey. Yeah, kind of tall. I was like, all right. Okay. So then, like, it was in this like outdoor garden, Japanese garden place. Mm. And basically like there's a, a wooded park around it. So you could actually hike up. We like hiked into the trees and then oh, Jesus. like hid in the woods. And so anyway, this is relevant because just like the size of the team that it takes to film an episode of Top Chef is like crazy. Mm-hmm. And like, I just like people like moving shit and like bringing food in and out and everything. Like, I just can't imagine like how many service workers are fucking stuck at the La Quinta, like risking COVID exposures for this bullshit to happen. Like they are so conveniently omitted from the episode, except for the one like COVID tester where it's just like, I mean, you don't even really see like the bartenders in this one or anything. It was, it's just like, there's this whole network of people around them making this possible who like are also risking their lives. And Mm -hmm. it's just like, I don't, I I can't hold that thought for too long without getting a little upset. So Yeah. Yeah. I I remember uh, in the total, I'm totally famous. I think it was last week, Ben Higgins um, or almost famous. Almost famous. Yeah. Whatever. Totally. (laughs) Yeah. Better need free spawn con from us for our 11 listeners. Yeah. Yeah, You're welcome. Um, Uh, he said he kind of he was like oh I think we should all uh, you know they're like oh we should be like so grateful to these uh, you know the, the the service people and producers who are spending time away from their families and risking their lives to do this and I was like grateful should, I, should we be grateful to them or should we or should we maybe think they have to do this because it's their job and mm-hmm. their production company is ta- is saying to them like we're doing this so d- fucking like get down to la quinta you, you silly assholes or, you know or we'll get somebody else to do it 
You know, like, is it brave when you have, when someone's just kind of holding a sack of your food over like a lake? <laughs> it's just like, we're going to give it to you or we're going to throw it in the water? You know, like, it's not, it's not brave. It's, it's like, uh, it feels like blackmail, you know? It feels like they're yeah. being twisted into doing this. And again, we shouldn't feel good about that, you know? Or like, I don't, you know? I, I feel upset. I just feel upset about it, you know? And, and I think that's like, that is what we should remember. But listeners, please remember, don't feel good about this. <laughs> I know you might be looking for something. Feel good about us doing this for you um, and for each other. Uh, but don't feel good about The Bachelor doing anything for you. <laughs> Ugh, okay, to lift our spirits. Yes. What's your, what's your weird watch this week? What are you into? Um, so my weird watch is going to be, uh, it's not going to be a reality TV show. Uh, oh. for 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 to, for this for this round because I must sing the praises of uh, Steth um, Let's Flats uh, or Staff Let's Flats. It's a British comedy. Um, it is on HBO Max. Um, it's about this like Greek English like Greek letting agent like family like letting business. Mm-hmm. Um, it's basically like. Um, they're uh it's like a it's like a it's like a realty it's like a realtor's office like they do real estate like so yeah like sell like or let rent flats um and i don't have to describe it it's so (laughs) it's just so hilarious it's so fucking funny it's very it's kind of um it's kind of like staff is sort of like a michael scott character Mm -hmm. except a little bit more like physically like erratic like the actor is just very his comedy a lot of his comedy is really physical and like mm-hmm. makes use of his kind of like long thin body um and like tight spaces he's often like kind of tight confined spaces um and it's just i don't know it's just like a wonderfully charming show and is like subtly like just kind of hilarious and i i just like strongly recommend it i'm trying to think of what how i would compare it it's kind of like um uh, there's a, there was a, a piece on Vulture that compared it to like The Office, but I don't think it's really like that. It's mm-hmm. kind of—I don't know if I've really seen anything like it. To be to be honest, it, it's it reminds me of a few different kinds of British comedies, but I won't. I, I, I don't worry. I won't sort of list them. It's just, but it's if you do like British, uh, the British like sort of sensibility, I would strong. I, fuck, I strongly recommend this. It is so one. It's so delightful. It's just it will lift your spirits. Like if you need something to lift your spirits, it's so fucking. It's like infectious. Like it's so easy to love the show. It's yeah, um, yeah. So anyway, so that's the show that I would like strongly recommend to everybody. That sounds good. You love an international series. Too. I love an international series. Yeah. yeah. So viewers, you will or viewers, <laughs> listeners, viewers. shit, uh, listeners, uh, you will. Uh, you'll be getting a lot of international recommendations from me um, and I'll even tell you how to find them. So <laughs> if you don't want to pay, I'll tell you how to find them. Yeah. Sketchy link in yeah. show notes. Yeah. <laughs> like most of the show notes. Like what mid-lockers. Yeah. <laughs> what about you? I descended into season two of Real Housewives of Potomac. Okay. Um, 
Yeah, which like, as you know, Potomac's really the only housewife series I've like had a sustained like run at. Like, I feel like I've dabbled in Atlanta. I've dabbled in New Jersey and a little New York, but I've never like, I don't know why I can never fully get like immersed. I just need to like commit, I think. This is, okay, this, I find this fascinating. It's a huge blind spot for me. I, I, it's, I don't, and so, yeah, specifically that you have, like, the blind spot is across what I would argue is, like, incredibly necessary reality TV, television <laughs> in general. But of the Housewives properties, you know, Pot- Potomac is considered, you know, like, pretty, like, lower middle tier, generally. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just fascinated that it is the one that that has has held your attention and, and not like and specifically not like Atlanta or New York i'm just i i you you must you must explain i don't know i don't know if it's because like sometimes like i like other bravo shows too like mm-hmm. i've done a lot of below deck obviously we're oh, huge yeah. vanderpump rules fans oh yes uh, so good but like sometimes with the housewives like it gets a little yelly like it trips mm. my confrontation lever a little too much oh, okay and i think there's a little yes less like yelling on potomac like i don't feel yeah. stressed out okay um, and i think too like the real like thing about housewives is kind of there's this like orbit of like gay men and like second tier friends that Mm -hmm. are like kind of involved and like i just like the secondary orbit of the potomac people a lot oh okay it's like almost exclusively really mean gay men which like (laughs) is a little different i think than the other ones Uh but i don't know if i were to like take a run at new york again Mm -hmm. like can i start in the middle like where should i go um i think you can go season three okay I, 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 you're not really missing much if you just start in season three. The, a part of me really wants you to to start to go just go season one through three, mm-hmm. but but it's only because of like the relationship, like the because of the way the relationships change, and there's a big shift of the relationship between Bethany and Jill. Uh, wait, is it season three or four? I think it's three. That the weight of that like really I think really comes across if you know what the relationship was in season one mm-hmm. and so th- that's part of why I would say like with New York it's it really pays off in season three and like then really pays off again in season eight um, but all of that said I think I think season three is a little bit more season three you won't really get lost and they do a really good job of like you know you'll get enough of like the import of like why these like the significance of these relationships changing and um i mostly i i just want to know who like your favorite new york housewife (laughs) is gonna be because i i don't know if i should tell you who don't ruin it for me i'll report back okay and you can tell me who your favorites are yeah, I want you to guess who who okay. mine is because I I am forever in her corner. Just okay, I can't I can't say much. I can't I can't say much. Um, okay, yeah, yeah, okay, cool. I'll do my homework. Cool. In addition to all the bachelor work we have to do. Yeah, we should we should definitely listening. yeah, and eventually we're gonna have to rewatch Vanderpump. Yeah. Too on the we're gonna have to do that. 
That can be if we ever have a Patreon, like our limited summer series. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Below de- yeah. Oh, man. Listeners, we've got some exciting things coming for you, like eventually. <laughs> but one, one, eventually. Thing at a t- one, one thing at a time. <laughs> well, but I think that's all we have for this week. Yeah. So don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Batch Signal. We have zero followers. <laughs> and and a handful of tweets <laughs> yeah and if you disagree with anything we said or have some good spoilers uh you can reach us at uh the signal at gmail.com but otherwise we'll see you next week see you next week <laughs>